You are listening to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, your go-to source for unlocking your true soul purpose and unleashing it into your business. I'm your host, Coach Holly Marie, and I'm a reformed old-school business strategist turned spiritual business coach. I'm now helping you to tap into your spiritual power and build it into a business that not only changes the world, but brings you abundantly flowing money while you do it. Stay tuned for an epic show ahead and be sure to share your listening experience on Instagram, tagging me at Coach Holly Marie so I can share the love. Now, grab your crystals, light some sage, and let's get hunting for purpose. Hello, hello, my beautiful spiritual listener. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, I want to walk you through some of the choices that our souls make before we come into the physical vessel of our bodies in these particular lifetimes that we're in. There's a lot of uh, rhetoric and really dancing around the topic when we start speaking about soul choice prior to coming into a lifetime. I think that it's an area that we don't particularly tangibly understand. It's not concrete. It's very fluid and very flowing. There's a lot of unknown and a lot of uncertainty. And what that means is that we need to really rely on the voice of our soul and rely, rely on our intuitive knowing and our intuitive understanding, our connection to our guides, our connection to our ancestors, to the energy of the universe, all of these things that, you know, inherently relying on these external and internal spiritual sources actually makes us a little bit uneasy. It makes our ego a little bit triggered. It makes everything feel like grains of sand moving through our hands rather than the very concrete, tangible, physical things that we like to have as humans to make us feel safe and make us feel comfortable. So the choices of our soul definitely fits into that category. Today, I want to talk specifically around why your soul will have chosen white skin in this body in this lifetime. This is particularly relevant right now, of course, as we are journeying through the global experience of awakening to systemic racism. And I know that the last couple of episodes I've chatted about this, and I want to take a bit of a different direction in terms of spiritually understanding ourselves better and the role that we have chosen to play in this particular awakening. I do say awakening. This is definitely a racial awakening. We are spiritually awakening to the energetic imbalance of systemic racism. Racism itself is not new. It's not a brand new subject. Um, Even the, the trigger and the catalyst for this spiritual emergence and awakening being the tragic and horrific death of George Floyd even that was not a new occurrence. Okay. That was, that was one of thousands and thousands of people of color who have been murdered by police brutality. It wasn't even the first one to get filmed. However, it did have this effect of being like the energetic straw that broke the camel's back, the catalyst. It was the final straw. It was the last piece of thread holding this fabric together of unseen and unfelt racial oppression and racial imbalance. So it sparked a fire. It sparked a wildfire across the globe of a global awakening. This was exactly the same thing that we have seen with the COVID restrictions, that we had this sense and this spiritual awakening and knowing that 
oh my gosh, we are not all individuals, even though we have been built and conditioned into this individualistic society that says it's every man for himself and it's all about you and where you're going and what you want and you don't have to be considerate of other people or you don't have to feel or involve other people. COVID spiritually awoke us from that illusion and that conditioning and allowed us to see we are a collective what happens to somebody on the other side of the world is felt by you. We understood about macro and micro, global and individual. We understood that energies were all experienced together. And interestingly, a lot of the terminology that we saw come out in those initial months of COVID was we're all in this together. It was a global awakening of realizing we are a conscious collective. We are all in everything together. Now, the racial awakening is exactly the same experience. You know, we are awakening to a conditioning, awakening to things that we did not see before, even though they were in existence, even though they were real, even though they have been in front of our faces and energetically available to us for thousands of years, we had not energetically and spiritually awakened to it. That is what we are currently experiencing. And I want to speak to what role our soul's choices have played in this experience. We all know that the soul is the essence of who we are. We are a soul in a physical vessel. Some people refer to it as we are a spiritual soul in a physical meat suit, right? So our body is this physical vessel that is the house of our soul and it allows us to enter humanity for a lifetime. Our soul comes with a purpose it comes with soul contracts. It comes with karmic obligations. It comes to learn. Our soul moves in a cycle. We cycle through these lifetimes that our soul chooses. And we spend time in between these lifetimes in the place where the soul goes. There's a lot of musings and, I guess, stories that come out about where does the soul go in between these human lifetimes? And how long does it stay there? I'm not sure that I'm particularly clear on any of that, on, on where do we go and how long do we stay there. I do believe that the maximum between each lifetime is 72 years. And so we can only spend 72 years away and then we come back. We come back as a human. I don't necessarily want to talk about all of those aspects of the soul. Those are the things that I think we focus on because they're easier to understand and they're less confronting. Like, oh, what does my soul do when my life is over? And where do we go? Do we go to heaven? Do we go up into the sky? Do we go into a spiritual space? Can we still speak to souls that have passed on? Those are things that make us feel kind of warm and squishy and lovely and, you know, very spiritual. I understand my soul. What I want to talk about is the very, very deliberate choices that our souls make before they enter into a lifetime. It's known that our souls choose the family to be born into. They choose the time to be born. They choose the geographic location. They choose the lessons and the karmic outworking that needs to be done in that lifetime. The soul when it re-enters its soul state, can see clearly. It can know, ah, this is what I did not do in the last lifetime. This is what I did do in the last lifetime. And these are the choices that I need to make 
going into the next lifetime. We choose our energetic type known as human design. We choose our astrology. And my friends, we choose the color of our skin. We choose to come as a female or a male. We choose to come as a particular ethnicity, right? We are all part of the one race. So I'm not going to say that we choose a race because humanity is the race, but we do choose our ethnicity and the color of our skin. What I want to challenge you on today is to begin questioning your soul with these things. Why did your soul choose to come into this particular lifetime at this particular point in global time for these particular experiences and with white skin? If you are a female, which you most likely are because most of my listeners are, why did your soul choose to come in as a white-skinned female? I've often felt that I chose to come as a female for the purpose of bringing enlightening and awakening and change to the patriarchal system. That's why I felt the patriarchal system so deeply. It's why I felt incredibly oppressed and incredibly wounded. It's why I've seen the balance of male and female energy to be so integral, not to just move from a patriarchy to a matriarchy, but to actually use these global energies of masculine and feminine energy to create harmony and to create energetic balance in the way that we run our society. I have worked for many, many years in my own life with people around me, with my clients, with my programs and businesses to ensure that I am doing my part to dismantle this white male driven patriarchal society. And initially, in this this racial awakening, I was immediately overlooking that my soul made exactly the same decisions about my skin color in this life experience. That my soul did not just choose to be female as a way to bring breakdown to the patriarchy that is imbalanced. My soul also chose white skin, Anglo-Saxon, Caucasian, in Australia, in this time, upper middle class. My soul chose all of those things for the purpose of being able to dismantle racial imbalance and racial injustice and racial oppression. I am interrupting your podcast listening for just one moment to let you know about a really important new product available on my shop front. The Do The Inner Work Bundle is a completely downloadable digital bundle that includes a hypnosis, a guided meditation, EFT tapping, affirmations, and more to help you begin doing the inner work around deconditioning your own racial bias. With all that is emerging in our global collective right now, we must be vigilant in doing our own inner work, in conditioning our own racial bias as white people in this beautiful white collective. Because when we do the inner work, we are able to do the outer activism. The Do The Inner Work bundle is available for $9 and every single cent of that $9 is going towards Indigenous advocacy groups here in Australia. We must be putting our money where our mouth is and starting to support the agencies that are trying to bring about this radical change for equality in our new paradigm. 
head to the link that is listed here in the show notes so that you can get your hands on the Do The Inner Work Bundle. Make sure you take a screenshot and you tag me, share it on Instagram so that we can spread the word, bring more inner work and more deconditioning to make this truly equal new world paradigm that we are all hoping for. There is racial inequality that is systemic to all of our societies. And those who are in the positions of power are the ones who are able to dismantle the system and allow the creation of a new, more equal and balanced system. We have this very, very nasty tendency in our very individualistic, white privileged society to say, oh no, the the dismantling of bad things, that has to be done by the people who've been oppressed. But we continuously oppress them. We don't give them the resources, the space, the voice, the platforms that they need to actually dismantle it. We continue to oppress them and then say, well, look, it's your fault. It's your fault that you continue to be oppressed, that this system continues to be in here. You should have spoken louder. You should have spoken quieter. You should have been more peaceful. You should have been more aggressive. You should have been more articulate. You should have been more passionate. And we say these things and we feel these things unconsciously because of our racial bias, because we are the ones in positions of power. Having white skin puts us on the imbalanced side of power. We are given more power because of the color of our skin. We are given more privilege, more benefit, more justification because of the color of our skin. And that means that we are the ones who are in fact responsible for dismantling the system that is of great benefit to us and of great detriment to other people. That is inherently challenging. It's inherently challenging. We are asking ourselves as white-skinned people to give up the things that we feel that we are entitled to because we have always had them. And in fact, to recognize that we are not entitled to them and we have always had them because other people have had less than we do. Why would our soul have chosen that? Why would our souls have chosen to come into this lifetime at this particular global time with white skin, to be those people in power, to be those people with privilege and benefit. If it is the role of people in power to dismantle the inequality in an unbalanced system, then surely our souls chose white skin, our souls chose white power, our souls chose this white privilege in this lifetime, at this time, for the purpose of calling us to activism in dismantling this inequality, we need to pay attention to this. This is so integral to our experience as spiritually awake people. Our souls did not just choose the 1980s, 1990s, the 2000s to be born. Our souls chose the entirety of this lifetime. Our souls chose to be in our 20s, 30s, and 40s during this racial awakening. Our souls chose to be present during COVID. For Australians, our souls chose to be present through the horrific bushfires. Our souls have chosen to be here for such a time as this. Just as the souls who were part of the civil rights movement chose to be there for that. Our souls choose to be here for the purpose of spiritual activism. Our souls choose to be here for the purpose of service to the collective. 
Our souls do not choose to be here simply for narcissistic spiritual desires of, isn't it great that I'm so spiritually aware because now I can manifest this and I can succeed at that and I can be significant here. You are spiritually gifted because you are called to be in service to the collective. Remember, we've already realized this. We are all in this together. We are not individuals. We are the collective. What you do has an impact on people across the other side of the world. The same as what they do has an impact on you. And your soul chose white skin and white power at this time for the purpose of your activism and your service to the collective in dismantling this inequality. It is a very, very challenging self-confronting truth because what this truth does for us is it triggers an immediate call to action. We must introspect, we must decondition, we must understand, but we must also call ourselves to accountability and to action. If I chose to have this privilege, if I chose to have this power, and if I chose to have that at this time where I am the person who is able to bring equality, what am I doing about that? If the answer is nothing, and that is most likely followed by a surge of shame and of guilt and of embarrassment and of overwhelm, then do the inner work. Start with the deconditioning. Allow yourselves to be saturated with education about this. Watch the documentaries. Read the books. Go on social media. Fill some of your your life and your space with education and growth and awareness around this. I will not say that it will be comfortable. It will be wildly uncomfortable for quite a long period of time. But this is what we chose. This is what we came here for. We gave ourselves these triggers to be called to action, to feel this shame and this guilt and this embarrassment that would spur us not into paralysis, but into action. The action does not need to be perfect, but silence and inaction is not an option because you did not give it to yourself as an option. It's time that we honor our souls. It's time that we honor the choices that our souls have made, even when they are difficult, even when they are challenging, even when they leave us in our human state feeling overwhelmed and uncertain and a little bit challenged. These things are what we came here for. And one soul to another, from me to you, I challenge you today to spend some time with your soul and to create an action plan, whatever that may be, whether it's just about introspection, whether it's about education, whether it's about speaking, whether it's about protesting, whether it's about having conversations with safe people in your life or unsafe people in your life. Create an action plan. Your soul will feel so much better when you do because your soul will know that you in your human state have recognized it, you have heard it, and you have taken action on the very thing that you were called here to this lifetime to do. I hope that this has challenged you. I hope that this has opened your eyes. I would love to hear your thoughts and your feelings, even your triggers around this. So please, please, please do take a screenshot of listening to this episode, pop it up on Instagram stories, tag me at Marie, and share your thoughts on this. I would love to be a collaborative part in an open conversation with you around this topic. And let's start being 
powerful souls like we were put in this lifetime to do. I'm sending you so much love, so much light and so much awakening and awareness today. And of course, until next time, keep hunting for your purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hunting for Purpose. If you love this episode, don't forget to take a photo or a screenshot, jump on over to Instagram and tag me at Coach Holly Marie on your stories or your posts so that I can share the excitement with you. We will definitely be meeting again on the next episode, but until then, keep hunting for your purpose, babe.